Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Hey friends, welcome back to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. This is episode 016. Today, I'm excited to bring you a couple of things, two questions for um, Ask Audrey. So if you don't know, I love, love, love answering your questions. It helps to get my mind moving. It allows me to help people without having to be present to help you, right? So that's kind of the whole point of this podcast is to reach as many people as possible and impact as many horses lives as possible. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited that questions are starting to come in. And for episode 016, we're going to answer two different questions. Okay. The first question, both of these were submitted anonymously, and that's okay. Um, The first question is this. Hey, Andre, I'm looking for some advice. I've never been in this situation. I rescued a 18-year-old ex-Amish horse from a kill pen. He was covered in road rash, so I knew he didn't have the best past. Every time I go near him or try to pet him, he pins his ears completely back, and sometimes he even tries to bite. I want to use positive reinforcement. I'm not an expert in positive reinforcement, but I'll give you a somebody who is. Um, I don't want to punish him, and I don't think it's fair to punish him because of his past. Uh, I don't want him to get hurt, but I also don't want to get hurt. I'm very nervous around him as he lunged for my face the other day. My other horse is fine and I'm great with him, but what can I do to stop this new guy from getting so upset? I have been just being very vigilant and pushing his mouth away from me and continue grooming or petting him. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. So first of all, thank you for rescuing this guy. It takes a lot to bring in horses, especially, well, any horse, and make a commitment to them to be their human forever, especially a horse that has a troubled past because of of issues just like these. They can be dangerous. They can be aggressive. Um, These are the type of horses that make us feel like we can't succeed at working with horses, right? These are the type of horses that tend to bounce around from home to home to home and end up at places like kill pens and auctions. And um, what I want you to know is these are the type of horses that have so, so much to teach us. Now, from a training perspective, using um, positive reinforcement rather than punishing him, I want to refer you to uh, a, a trainer named Adele, and she's at thewillingequine.com. Uh, just like it's spelled thewillingequine.com. Dive into her YouTube, her blog, all of her videos on positive reinforcement. She's a really, really amazing trainer. Uh, I just found her maybe six months ago, and I am just enamored with everything she has to offer um, about unlearning the way that many of us learn to work with horses, uh, you know, kind of in the when we as we were raised in the horse industry. Now, From an energetic perspective, I want you to know that there is a ton that you can do to help him release and feel comfortable with you without ever getting into his enclosure, okay? So horses start to feel our energy at a minimum of about 12 feet away. So if you are already scared, if you are already nervous, and rightfully so, I'm not not shaming you for that at all, um, then he senses that uh, before you even get there. 
And so what I would encourage you to do, I developed a a little guide. Um, It's called How to Activate Your Horse's Self-Healing Abilities. The first three steps in that guide are for humans, okay? So they're to get your mind, your energy right before you even approach your horse, okay? For anything, for, for anything, in this case or otherwise. Now, the rest of the techniques in that book are assuming that you have hands-on ability. But what I want you to know is that you can release a lot of this stuff without getting any closer than 12 feet. So it can be done with the horse in a stall or a paddock um, and with you on the other side of the fence safely. So I would start with the bladder meridian uh, and work the bladder meridian, but work it from outside of the fence. And so you're, instead of putting your hand up, or if it makes you feel better, you can put your hand up there, (laughs) but just where he can't bite you. Um, But you're going to start at that inside corner of the eye for the bladder meridian, and you're going to watch, and you're going to stare at a point until you see in your peripheral vision, you see um, his energy shift, or you feel his energy shift. And then you're going to keep following it around. So when you find a spot where his energy shifts, I want you to stop and continue maintaining your gaze and that energy at that point until he releases. So yawning, licking, chewing, um, maybe the second, the hood, the, this, that little second hooded eyelid comes through. Um, maybe he shifts away and moves away from the energy and that's okay. And then you're going to continue along the bladder meridian, pausing at each point this happens at. This is going to take some time, okay? As you release things for him, he's going to become more open to your energy and realizing that you are not the same humans from his past, that not all humans are like the humans that he's experienced in his past. And as a middle-aged, getting close to senior horse, it's really hard to change some of those old habits. If you had only experienced negativity from other humans up until the time you were 50 years old, or 45 to 55 years old, in human years, then it would be hard for you to trust you have a lot of emotional walls to break down. Now, the second thing I would recommend is emotion code. So go back, listen to episode 010, uh, releasing emotions for your horse. This guy is going to have a ton of emotional baggage to release a ton. The good news is you can do that by proxy. You don't have to be standing at the horse to do that. Do the same thing. Stand outside of the gate. Use your divine pendulum. Check in. Find out how many emotions that horse can release today. There's bound to be at least three every day. I recommend never doing more than five at a time because it can be just too much for that animal. Okay. So then start with your emotional release. So every day your job is to stand at a safe distance outside of the paddock, outside of the stall, and make sure that he has his bladder meridians uh, released and open and do however many uh, emotional releases is possible and optimal for him that day. And then head to the willing equine, make sure that you're kind of doing this in conjunction. She is the guru on uh, positive reinforcement training, and she will um, have information for you to be able to help him with his general welfare. So when you are working with a new horse, welfare stuff comes first. You need to be able to lift their feet, feed them, groom them, all of those things. And then, then you can progress to the riding stuff, but I'll let the expert in training handle that part for you. Okay. So I hope this helps. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach back out. Um, I'm available via email. There's a contact form on my site, Instagram, all the things you can find me anywhere. Okay. 
All right. Second question. Thanks for your guide, how to activate your horse's self-healing abilities. What do you do if you aren't energetic sensitive? Energetically, I'm sorry, sensitive. How do you know what to do and when to move on to the next thing? That is a really good question. So I wasn't energetically sensitive when I started. Um, in fact, I wouldn't have considered myself energetically sensitive to until about eight years ago. Uh, and I will tell you that it takes practice to become energetically sensitive, but everyone has the ability, okay? So number one, know that the ability is there. Number two, know that there are signs that you can use that aren't there, that when when you can't, when you're not energetically sensitive or when there's too much going on around you, maybe you're in a really busy barn, um, to notice those signs, right? So there's a couple different ones. You can you know what, the simplest, I'm going to give you one, let's start with one. <laughs> Sometimes I want to like, over deliver and give you all of the information at once. And that might lead to confusion. So let's start with the most simple method. And that is to watch for a blink. So if you're going through and working the uh, steps in the book, you know how to do you right. So when you move on to the horse's steps, what you'll do is place your hand in the starting position. And then you're going to watch his eyes or her eyes, watch their eyes. Uh, and when you get a blink, that's where you pause and you hold your hand there, hold your energy there until you see a release. Now, they won't always release. Uh, and some horses, like the horse in the first question, might not release in front of you. They might wait till you turn around. Um, so I do recommend if you don't get a release, going ahead and moving on to the next blink uh, and then maybe getting a couple of those in. And then if you still haven't seen a release, turn around and see if they release. I worked with a horse just yesterday that did not want to release in front of me. His bottom lip would quiver, 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 quiver. And then when I'd finally turn around, I'd hear the smacking and the licking and the chewing, right? And he was a uh, Kilpin rescue. Uh, he was a uh, cart pulling horse for like races, which is not a, a discipline that I'm very familiar with. Uh, and then he lived with the Amish for a few years and then was in an auction. Um, and so that's how this owner, uh, came up with him. He's only 11 though. So he's not, he's got about half the, the ingrained emotion and, and trouble that that first horse, um, that we talked about in this episode does. So that's how you do it. You look, you watch for a blink and then you hold your hand on that blink. That's where you pause. Uh, if you want to pinpoint it even further, you can switch from the palm of your hand to a fingertip. You're not putting a lot of pressure there as, uh, who is it, uh, the Masterson method teaches. Uh, you're using egg yolk pressure, so just barely touching. It's more than hovering, but less than press pressure. Um, and hold your hand there or your fingertip there until you see the release. The release could be shifting its weight, moving its feet. It could be stretching or telescoping that neck out. It could be yawning, licking, chewing, lip quivering, um, rapid blinks, eyes rolling back. Any of those things would count. And then you can move on. And then before you know it, when you practice it enough, whether it's on your horses or your friend's horses, you will start to see and you will start to, to see that you notice the physical movement less and you feel the unwinding intuitively more that you can feel it under your hand 
more than you are watching for those visual cues. Um, If you haven't downloaded the book, How to Activate Your Horse's Self-Healing Abilities, head over to my website, Audrey, or (laughs) no, that's not my website, that's my name. Head over to my website, equineenergymed.com, and it'll be a little pop-up first thing on the screen. It'll offer to take your email address and send you that ebook. And it's really short ebook, maybe seven pages, maybe eight. But uh, anyways, check it out. Let me know. Give this a try. Let me know if it works for you. As always, I am rooting for you, friends, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.